0: BYU Cougar basketball is back in action. Yoli Child drives and dunks.
1: Nasty.
2: Let's get you ready to root on the boys in blue. Long three, Haas. Yes! (laughs) TJ Haas! This is Cougar Pregame Live.
3: On the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Our
0: live coverage of BYU basketball begins with Cougar Pregame Live. To lead things off, let's join your host, Jason Shepard.
4: Good evening, BYU basketball fans. Welcome into Cougar Pregame Live. Tonight, the BYU Cougars are 125 miles north of Provo in beautiful Logan, Utah, to battle the Utah State Aggies. BYU coming off one of, if not its best performance of the early season. A 27-point win just the other night in Orem over Utah Valley. Yoli Childs led all scores with 24 points and grabbed 11 rebounds. TJ Haas scored 11 and the mostly unknown McKay Cannon scored eight points and dished out six assists after being cleared to play by the NCAA just three or four hours before the game. It was an impressive game and one that moved BYU's overall record to 5-2 and two through seven games. Now, Utah State hasn't played since Tuesday night when they lost on the road at Valparaiso. The Aggies are a 500 team at 4-4. Four and four. They are 2-0 and oh at home, by the way. BYU is 8-3 and three against the Aggies. Aggies under head coach Dave Rose, and the Cougars have won five straight. Now, BYU football, as we know, and I apologize for bringing it up, lost to Utah State this season. In case you were wondering, the Cougars haven't lost to the Aggies in both football and basketball in the same season since back in 1982. One big news item regarding this game will be the availability of Utah State guard Kobe McEwen, who's averaging 12 points, is listed as day-to-day with an ankle injury. I have not heard any updated information on whether or not he will be involved in the game tonight. If he cannot go, that is certainly a big loss for Utah State. Tonight's player interview, however, is with junior captain Luke Worthington. Luke has had a nice start to the season. He's averaging six points and four rebounds while shooting almost 55%. He's actually one of three players on the team that was here when BYU last played in Logan during the 2014-2015 season. By the way, the other two being Dalton Nixon and Ryan Andrus. He's the only one of those three to actually play in the 10-point win at the Spectrum. I caught up with the Wisconsin native before the team headed north. Here's our conversation. All right, Luke, pretty impressive win the other night at Utah Valley. Do you think it was your best or maybe even replace the word best with complete? Was it the most complete
3: game you guys think you've played this season? Yeah, we, we finally strung two halves together, which is something we haven't been able to do up until this point. We've gotten wins that have been important, um, and we've played well at various times. But I think, like you said, complete game on the defensive and offensive end. We were just able to execute and play the way that we want to play, and that's what it looks like. So we're we're excited about our potential. If, if we just keep stringing halves together and, and playing together, that that we'll really be an elite team.
4: In that game, and we've seen this throughout the early part of the season, you know, you guys went on a, on a nice offensive run, but it seemed like everything was keyed because of really good defensive play.
3: Yeah, and we've, we've said that before, that our defense, for whatever reason, really leads into our offense. Um, when we get stops, it just naturally flows on the other end of the floor. I mean, it makes sense when when you come off of a defensive rebound and you head down the floor, you're you're going to have an advantage to start, and you just kind of keep that advantage throughout the possession.
4: At five and two, how would you or you guys as a team how how would you evaluate where you are through seven games?
3: I'm I'm really happy with how much we've grown. Um, obviously, you don't want to have any losses, um, but I think both of them have taught us some things that we need to clean up early in the season. We learned a lot over the summer, but it's really once you get in the season and play an opponent that you're going to learn some of those critical lessons, um, and And I think those losses, as tough as they were, helped us to learn as well as the wins that we've had. So I feel like we're, we're really well prepared as we head into some some other big games we got coming up.
4: The UMass win obviously gets brought up because of the way that you guys came back and obviously won in dramatic fashion, but... It really seems like the game before that against Alabama, with the way you guys fought, is it safe to say that you guys, and kind of goes to what you were talking about, even the losses, that you guys gained a lot of confidence from that game against the Crimson Tide? I think we did, because honestly,
3: that's that's a game that we could very easily win. Had we played the way we played against, for example, Utah Valley, where we were playing together on both the offensive and defensive end of the floor, um, taking care of the ball, and in the right spots defensively I think we would have been a lot more productive but like you said we kind of learned about our own grit and mentality even when we're missing shots in that second half we were able to hold Alabama to I forget the exact numbers but but a pretty low margin shooting wise I think in the 30s low 30s um, which is an impressive number when you're playing a top 25 team so the fact that we're hanging around um, with teams like that and and walking out of there with our heads hung low because we know we can beat them is, is encouraging for us. Your offensive game has, has
4: been impressive to start the year. Do you feel like you've taken some strides in that area? Is it something that you actively went into saying, I'm looking to score more, or are you just taking what the defense has given you right now? I think that's the key for all of us,
3: taking what the defense has given us.
4: We'll hear said a lot in our
3: practices, Coach, Coach Schroyer likes to say it a lot, um, defense is kind of the first punch, whereas offense is the counter punch. And, and whatever they do, they're wrong. So on offense, we just need to get the ball to the right guy. It's not, oh, he needs to score or he needs to score. It's naturally going to come to you. And in some games, it's going to be you know, more of your guard play. Sometimes you need your post to score. And it's just really what's available. And if they're overplaying one thing, then that means the other thing's going to be open. So you just have to find those spots. And I think the shots that I've been able to take um, have just been in those opportune times. And unfortunately, they're going in. So it's been good. What are you guys looking forward to? What have you guys
4: focused on as you head
3: up to Logan to take on the Aggies? I think knowing that it's going to be a pretty raucous environment. It's going to be fun to play up there. It's um, a good way to call it. Yeah, I think, I think UVU um, maybe almost shell-shocked themselves a little bit, bringing a crowd like that. It's probably the first time they've packed it that much. Um, I know they've had big games before, but it's not... Um, something unusual for Utah State to play in front of a big roaring crowd. So that'll get them hyped up and ready to go, and we're going to need to go in there and play poised, um, like with one of our folks is heading into Utah Valley. You were actually on the team in 14 that went up and played in Logan, so you've experienced it before. What is that like? It's fun. I think one of the best things is that they are very creative. I mean, as a fan base, like they, it's not it's not just these general types of chants. They get as specific as they can. They'll look up, you know, your old girlfriends or Facebook accounts or whatever they can to try and kind of pick your brain and get you thinking during the game. So I, I look forward to whatever they're going to say because I know it's going to be pretty creative.
4: Awesome. We appreciate it. Good luck tomorrow. Sweet. Thanks a lot. Nice start to the season for Luke Worthington, one of the captains on this BYU basketball team. And I can tell you, in talking with... Luke's teammates, the admiration that and the respect that they have for him is through the roof. They love this guy and that's why you hear like coach Rose and some of the other coaches say they were not surprised one bit when he was named a team captain by his teammates. This is a guy that they look up to and uh, so far this season to start the year, he has been a very uh solid performer down at the five spot and uh, certainly looking to keep that going tonight on the road at Utah State. Speaking of Utah State, that's where we're going to head next. We'll head to the Spectrum and Logan for our courtside conversation with Mark Durant. Cougar Pregame Live continues in a moment on the new skin, BYU Sports Network.
0: you to get down to tip-off with Cougar Pregame Live.
2: 75-66, a zuck attack in Provo.
4: Now, let's rejoin your host, Jason Shepard. Welcome back into Cougar Pregame Live, getting you ready for the in-state battle between BYU and Utah State. Let's head up to the D. Glenn Smith Spectrum in Cache Valley. We are joined by Mark Durant, who you can hear the applause, who apparently just walked into the arena. It's our courtside conversation. <laughs> Mark, how are things up in the Cache Valley? Well, that would be something if this group cheered for me. That would be something new.
1: <laughs> they let all the students in. Great, One of the great student sections, really, in all the country. And You know, Jason, I tell a lot of people about, they ask me what, what was the toughest place to play and, and thinking about the pit or up at Wyoming or Huntsman Center or wherever. But uh, for me, it was always the spectrum. It was uh, so loud. They're right on top of you, uh, and they're, they're crazy, and it's fun. And so it's a great environment already, and it's good to be back. It's been a while since we've been in the spectrum, so I'm looking forward to to, uh,
4: tonight's game. Yeah, BYU hasn't played up in Logan since 2014. We'll get to more of the environment uh, at the spectrum, but I I wanted to take you back to the other night, BYU's last game at Utah Valley. The margin of victory was not BYU's biggest. It was not against the best team that BYU played this year, but I think you would be... Hard-pressed to find a better outing from beginning to end in all phases than what we saw BYU do against the Wolverines a couple of nights ago. Do you believe it was the best BYU has played so far this season?
1: Yeah, definitely. I thought it was a great game. A couple reasons. Defense, they've shown some really good defense at times. Sometimes they just play half a defense, like with UMass and Alabama, it was a second half defensive effort. It was good, but they'd already kind of got behind a little bit, and able to get back with that defense in the in the UMass game, get that win. But I thought 40 minutes of really, really good defense. It frustrated the heck uh BYU dominated that game defensively. Yeah. So they went what was it? Uh, 12 for 26, the three-point line. If you can combine good defense with uh, really good shooting, that's a great formula. And you'll win games going away like they did at uh, UBU. And it was a game I was very nervous about, Jason. I, uh, Considering the Merritt Center the year before and uh, you know BYU struggled shooting and you're on the road, a tough environment, I thought, how is this team going to play? I, and at the very least, I expected a close game. But BYU just dominated. They came out saying, we are the better team. They backed it up with their play, shot the ball great, rebounded well, uh, and and just did a great job. By far their best game, most complete game, and really gave me some hopes going forward because you're going to need another one of those uh, games tonight, but I I think this team has shown that they're pretty tough on the road. I mean, they go to Princeton and UVU and now here at the Spectrum, and they've played well in Brooklyn, and it's tough to win on the road, Jason. It, It just is, and... Uh, Like I said before, I think it's a 10-point bonus if you're the home team. And so BYU's got to beat teams by over 10 points to win, and they've beat some pretty good teams already and shown a mental toughness. It really takes a mental toughness to win on the road, and I think that's
4: what has impressed me most about this team so far. One of the unexpected and certainly pleasant stories coming out of that game was the play of McKay Cannon. An unbelievable story, just being cleared several hours before by the NCAA to play, and then comes in and is a major contributor. His first points as a BYU Cougar. It's kind of a desperation three from deep. It's a really great story. What do you believe he adds to this team beyond just depth and the ability to have another guy Coach Rose can use on the floor? One of the things he brings experience. He's played a lot of games
1: at, at Weaver State and knows what it's like, and has played in this building many times, and will not be flustered by it. And he seems to bring a certain attitude, which I just love. Uh, don't you know? He, he gets in people's faces, and he's a little diminutive, but he's not afraid of anybody. Doesn't back down from anybody, and is kind of a winner, a winner attitude, which I really, really love, and I think is infectious for any team and he was just fun to watch i mean he's a he's got kind of Joshier's skill set which is nice as far as being able to bring a guy in off the bench and have and not have a drop off uh he showed he could shoot the ball uh takes care of the ball but yeah just that attitude i mean i, I loved it i mean this kid hasn't played in a while and didn't know he was going to play that night and uh here he was getting thrust out there and did so well that byu kept him out there towards the end of the game and uh I love that first shot. I mean, that's a shot I don't think he normally takes, but he knew the shot clock was running out, so it gives you kind of a green light. And and he let it fly, and he nailed it, which was so fun to see. And when you hit that first shot like that, it's like, okay, I'm ready to go. And uh, I love that attitude. He's he's fun. But, yeah, he brings another really solid, experienced, leadership point guard for BYU. And, and uh, you know, with losing Nick Emery, having the play of Jasheer, and now – McKay, uh, that that goes a long way to to heal that wound for BYU and give you some much-needed depth in that spot.
4: Mark Durant joining me from the spectrum in Logan, getting you ready for BYU and Utah State. And Mark, I don't think you and I have done a pregame show this season where we haven't mentioned Yoli, so certainly this one is not going to be any different. He is a nightmare matchup for opponents. His it's his length, it's his athleticism that makes him such a weapon for BYU. If he's going to start hitting threes on top of that, like we saw the other night, look out, Mark. Yeah, that's a great weapon because you know, you know, Coach
1: Pope said we're going to we're going to make you shoot those, and their big seven footer was back in the paint. So Yoli said, okay, and uh, he hit a couple, and that really kind of changed how UBU had to play. They had to bring the big guy out on him and opened up. The lanes for other guys, so that that's big when your big man, whether it's peyton or or Yoli, uh, can hit that shot, and and teams can't cheat off of you. So Yoli certainly can hit it, and maybe that'll give him some confidence, and will pose real problems because you're so worried about him at all times down on the block. But you know you could bring guys and whatever. But if he, if you have to worry about him drifting out to the three point line, that, that's just a whole new world of worry. And uh, he's just done so well. He's played against such big, talented, athletic big guys and, and really dominated them to a large degree and had great success. So what I'm hopeful for tonight is that US use a little smaller, that he can really have some success against a, a team that can't throw a seven-footer a shot blocker at you like, like other teams have been able to do. So I hope Yoli's a big part of the offense, getting him touches on the block. And they're going to have to double, even triple team him. And he's a good passer. And a smart guy, and can find other guys, so that really can open up your offense when Yoli's playing well.
4: You mentioned just briefly a few minutes ago, just talking about the atmosphere and what it's like to play in Logan with that student section, and just how on top of you they are, and how loud and creative they get. Um, Greg, Greg Rubel, for those that didn't know, I'm sure if you're listening to this, you probably know who Greg Rubel is. Uh, I know he him. tweeted. You do know him. You know him very well, actually, uh, and you may be sitting right next to him as we speak. He just he tweeted sits on out a "throne of lies." <laughs> he just it tweeted out beef and cheese." <laughs> he tweeted out a quote from Coach Rose in, in terms of talking about the challenge of playing on the road in this environment. And he says he thinks this will be the toughest one. So, going back to what you said just about how difficult it is, how do you? counteract that what can BYU do is it just coming out strong and quieting them down what else can you do in an environment like that that's always the best way against
1: the teams on their home whether it's the pit or wherever Uh, if you can jump off on a little bit of a lead we saw it at UVU it took the crowd right out of it Uh, it gives the other team some doubts like can we really play with BYU Man, if they come out and hit some threes and get a dunk and the crowd's going nuts and you have to call a timeout and it's like, oh, yeah, we got it tonight. And uh, I've been in this building where it's gotten away from us in the first half and we got down 15 or 20. And I mean, the the harder you try in that situation, the worse it gets, it seems. And uh, I I hope this team, like I said, I, I think it's a good road team, which tells me a lot about the team. They have an attitude and will come out and uh, play well early because that's that's your chance to kind of uh, establish your dominance take the crowd out of it and if you don't do that you're in for a long night and it's a loud night and uh, again one of the best fan student fan bases in the in the country and they get excited it's BYU they got a football win they want to get a basketball win and they hate BYU and I love it and it's uh, it's fun it's a great rivalry environment and uh, it's going to be a lot of fun but yeah all you can do is try and Take them out, take their legs out from under them early and uh, keep them on their hands and on their butts. And if you can do that, uh, you know, I've, I've seen both in this building. And uh, if you don't, it's, it's uh, usually not a, a good formula for you. So I'm hoping BYU comes out ready to go with that same attitude they had
4: at UVU. All right, Mark, last thing before I let you go. There was a chance that BYU is going to catch a break and not have to face Kobe McEwen. Uh, That is not going to be the case. Looks like he is going to go tonight. He is a very tough player, really talented guy. Overall, how do you think BYU matches up with this team? Uh, I think
1: think it's a good matchup. Uh, Like I said, they don't have the the tall... Kind of skyscrapers that BYU's seen a lot this year. Uh, but they shoot a lot of threes. So, uh, obviously, well, they shot 35 threes against uh, Mississippi Valley State. So, they, they shoot a lot. Shoot a decent number. I think that's probably going to be the storyline tonight. If BYU can get out and defend the three, limit the number of threes, and keep the number down low, it's going to be very difficult. Although they're good in the paint, I don't think they're going to beat BYU in the paint. So, they're going to have to do it from the three-point line. That that'll be a big number, and BYU, uh, you know, they were great against UBU, you know, keeping them keeping that three point number down and forcing misses. So that's got to be your focus defensively because they're they're a little undersized, uh, but uh, you know they play they play with a lot of pride. And Russell's son Taylor is on this team. He walked on, and so I get some reports on them. It's a, it's a good solid basketball team. Went up to Gonzaga, played them pretty tough. So uh, it's it's a team that can get hot and shoot a lot of threes. And in college basketball, if a team can do that. They're always in the game, and so you've got to try and take that away best you
4: can. Mark, my friend, great stuff as always. I'll let you go. I know you want to get over to the uh, Utah State student section and sign some autographs, so I'll let you go do that. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. <laughs> All right. We'll see you. <laughs> All right. Thanks. Mark Duran, our courtside conversation from the Spectrum in Logan. After a quick timeout, we'll take a look at some of the scores in college basketball tonight. You're listening to Cougar Pre-Game Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network.
0: Our exclusive pregame coverage of BYU basketball continues. Three in the and he got it! As we rejoin the host of Cougar
4: Pregame Live, Jason Shepard. We'll get you up to Logan coming up in just a few minutes with Greg Rubel and Mark Durant as the Cougars head north to take on the Utah State Aggies at the spectrum. Just a couple of quick scores to update you on in top twenty-five college basketball. Number seven, Kentucky with a nine-point win over Harvard, seventy-nine to seventy. Number eight, Wichita State wins at number sixteen, Baylor, sixty-nine-sixty two, the final score, and an upset. Two teams in the top twenty-five. Number twenty-one, Xavier beating number 11 Cincinnati 89 to 76. College football championship game weekend, or conference championship weekend. Games going on right now. It is the Mountain West Conference championship game. Boise and number 25 Fresno State Broncos with an early 3 to nothing lead over the Bulldogs 2 minutes to go in the fourth, excuse me, in the first quarter. ACC Championship game underway between Clemson and Miami. Right now Clemson with a 7 to nothing Lead over Miami with 1036 to go in the fourth first quarter. I'm not sure why ones look like fours to me for some reason right now. Big Ten championship game just underway. First quarter action. Number four, Wisconsin taking on number eight, Ohio State. That game is scoreless. Also a couple of finals. The SEC championship game went to Georgia. They upset Second-ranked Auburn 28-7. It was Oklahoma over TCU 41-17 in the Big 12. Also, final in double overtime in the American Athletic Conference Championship game, Central Florida defeating Memphis 62-55. to That's going to do it for Cougar Pregame Live. Coming up next, we'll send you to the spectrum for the Cougar Pregame Coaches Show with Greg Rubel. You're listening to BYU Basketball on the new skin, BYU Sports Network.
0: Time to get the inside scoop on today's game. We've got a lot of
5: individual guys who have actually found themselves and are really contributing to our team. This
0: is the Cougar Pre-Game Coaches Show, presented by Science Bank. We haven't forgotten who keeps us in business. Now, let's head back to the bryant Heating and Cooling Courtside seats and join the
2: voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Good evening, Cougar basketball fans. Welcome courtside inside the D. Glenn Smith Spectrum in Logan, Utah, as the BYU Cougars visit the land northward take on their in-state brethren in blue. It's BYU and Utah State in the 234th renewal of this rivalry that has lately gone the Cougars' way. BYU has won the last five meetings and eight of the last ten, but Logan is still hostile territory. BYU's win here uh, three years ago snapped the sixth game. I'm Greg Grubel, I'll be your play-by-play commentator tonight. I'm sitting alongside my color commentary partner, the one-time Cougar Hoopster, and the second of two legendary Durant brothers to play for BYU, Mark Durant. And uh, Mark, we've done this uh, long enough in this building to know nothing comes easy up here. But already this season, the Cougar Hoopsters have shown a level of toughness that will definitely be needed when you take on the Aggies on their home floor, winning wire-to-wire in a walkover at Utah Valley Wednesday was another feather, I think, in this season's cap.
1: Yeah, Greg, we've been doing this a long time. We've seen a lot of different teams, and, and some good teams couldn't win on the road. I mean, it, it was a process to learn to be tough enough to win on the road. So you got this scale of good teams, which is good, and you can win your games at home. And really, really good, you win on the road. And BYU goes to Princeton, grinds out a tough win against a good team. Even in Brooklyn, they played hard against Alabama, and they got the come-from-behind win against UMass. It was their own shooting that was shooting themselves in the foot on that one. And then that game against UVU was a butt kicker They came out with a toughness and a meanness and took it to UBU and Took the fans right out of it. And that's what they're going to have to do tonight. This will be the biggest test on the road. We've seen a lot of good teams and played on some good teams that came in this building. we were pretty good and came out with a loss. So this is going to be a lot of fun. Another test for how tough and how good this team can be on the
2: road. Yeah, Dave Rose agrees with you as to how tough tonight's game is going to be. Coming up, the pregame thoughts of Coach Rose as the Zions Bank Cougar pregame coaches show continues live from Logan on the new skin, BYU Sports Network.
0: You're tuned to the Cougar Pregame Coaches Show.
2: Oh, a nice starter step right to the rim. Float score again. Just
0: here. That was pretty. For more with head coach Dave
2: Rose, let's rejoin your host, Greg Rubel. Back in the Spectrum for BYU and Utah State, it's BYU's eighth game of the season already, a fifth game outside of the Marriott Center. BYU three and one in away neutral games, including a two and zero mark in true away games. BYU head coach Dave Rose eight and three against Utah State, one and three here in Logan. Just something about the Spectrum uh, where USU's put together now thirty five consecutive winning seasons. I spoke with Coach Rose a short time ago about playing a third true away game, a fourth if you include that exhibition in the pit, and uh, what BYU has learned and what it might take to beat the Aggies in another tough road challenge.
5: Yeah, but this will be the toughest one, I think. You know, Alabama was was, – we dealt with a lot of things in in that situation. But, you know, true road games, on the road, uh, you know, this is uh, the best team we've played, and so as far as the numbers are concerned. So, you know, we'll – We'll tack it the same way. I, I think that uh, one thing about the Spectrum is uh, traditionally, you know, a, a great home court venue for the for the home team, and and uh, you know, especially when BYU comes into town, it's a, a you know a, a really it's a hot ticket. So I, I'm excited for our guys to get into this experience and to feel it. We felt it the other night. It was, you know, really good there at, at Utah Valley. They had a great gym, and so uh, hopefully we can we can perform as well as we did there back to back uh this this is a tough team it's hard to kind of get a read on them because they've they've played been away from home so much they've only played two home games but they've had personnel issues they've had injuries and every game it seems like it's a different group of guys that they're relying on um and it's a a talented team uh sam merrill has kind of taken over uh with kobe mccune being hurt but Mm If Kobe plays today, that that one-two punch with Sam and him will be a, a, a real challenge for our guards.
2: You hope to play as well as you did Wednesday. I think you also hope to play as well as you did here when you were last year back three years ago. Yeah,
5: yeah, that, that last time we played. I can't even. I was just <laughs> sitting here trying to think of who was on that team and how he played. And, you know, I, I think uh, it was Kyle Collinsworth was a and the group. Year. And it was uh, kind of a start-to-finish
2: uh, game, it felt yeah, like. Yeah, it was. And, yeah. And,
5: and, and the guys really responded to. The environment here i mean it it's it's interesting because you you can't ignore it because it's there, and you know the fans are great and they're, they're right in you, but you can't you can't ha- let it affect how you execute, and that's what I hope we can see from our young guys. I'm excited to have McKay you know can and he's played in here, probably I think he's played in here more than anybody else on our team. Luke p- played a game here, and after that it's it's all high school and, and and camp and you know all the rest of the uh experience, so this will be interesting for our young group.
2: How does the addition of one guy, McKay Cannon, uh, change things for you moving forward?
5: Well, you know, I, I think that uh, just the feel of of the travel. Okay, we were we were on the road, you know, to, to basically to New Mexico and to Princeton, uh, and then back to Brooklyn uh, with only eleven guys, and now you're traveling with twelve. That, that's a big, big. You, you can't really, you know really see that, but with all the work that you do to prepare, just having another guy is really big. Uh, but then having Having a guy who uh, is is kind of replacing uh, someone that we lost, you know, and and, and so you've got an idea of how you think the season's going to go, how the personnel's going to go, then you lose a guy, and then, you know, two or three weeks later – you get a chance to to bring another guy in that you didn't really think that was going to you know be possible. So, and the funny thing is, we could have had you know Nick and McKay because we've we applied for this thing yeah. where we started this process clear back in August. It just uh, you know kind of uh, came to uh, to fruition on the other day. So, but I like his experience. I like his confidence. I like his toughness. And uh, it's just good to have another junior on your team.
2: We could talk about any number of guys individually right now, but Yoli Childs is uh, in a real good spot right now.
5: Yo is playing uh, tremendous. I, I think that uh, it's the kind of game that he anticipated all summer, when all the work that he put in. I, I, I just can't comment enough on on how hard he works and how much time he puts into his game. I think the annex has been, you know, almost. Uh, personally wrapped present for him you know because he he, he's in there all the time and and then the coach has done a great job working with him and and he's you know he's expanded his game I mean he's hit three pointers in the last two games and uh you know I don't think that's going to be his you know calling card but uh, I do think that you know if people are going to leave him uh, wide open, and we've been, you know, through the other options. Uh, that's a good shot for. Us. So, uh, but but we like him down there. We like him down by the basket. We like him, you know, the way he rebounds. Uh, and 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 I think tonight we'll go to him early, and we'll see how they're going to play him. Uh, I, I think very seldom anymore will he just get one defender, and that really makes playing offense a lot easier if they're going to put two guys on one.
2: All right. See how it goes tonight, Coach. Best of luck in this one, and we'll talk to you post-game.
5: All right. Thanks a lot, Greg.
2: That is Dave Rose and tonight's Zions Bank Cougar pregame coach to show. The Cougar tip-off show next, live from Logan on the new skin, BYU Sports Network.
0: It's almost time to hit the hardwood. This is the Cougar Tip-Off Show brought to you by BYU Creamery, the classic BYU tradition. Have a scoop today. Siegfried and Jensen, helping Utah families for over 25 years. And by your local Utah Honda dealers. Now let's head live to the Bryant heating and cooling courtside seats and join Mark Durant along with the voice
2: of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Good evening once again from the D. Glenn Smith Spectrum in Logan, Utah for BYU and USU. For the Cougars, second of four in-state games and second consecutive in-state affair. Cougars winning, of course, 81-58 at UVU three nights ago, one night after the Aggies went on the road and lost at Valparaiso. Another close loss for USU, which comes into tonight's game 4-4, four and four. the Cougars 5-2. and two. Greg Rubel, Mark Durant with you courtside. Our statistician, BYU's sixth all-time leading scorer, Russell Larson. Jason Shepard's our studio host. Our control board operator is Drew Brackett tonight. If you're hearing us uh, on the New Skin BYU Sports Network, you're listening to us any number of ways. Our satellite flagship is BYU Radio, Sirius XM 143. Our terrestrial flagship is KSL News Radio. We are also on network affiliates in Idaho and Utah. Around the world, online at byuradio.org, byucougars.com, ksl.com, as well as the BYU Radio app, the BYU Cougars app, the KSL app, and the TuneIn app. So, a lot of ways to tune us in. Glad you're with us tonight wherever you are. Mark, for as much bad personnel news as BYU's had to swallow over the last few seasons, the Cougars arguably deserved to get some good news for a change, and it came somewhat unexpectedly on Wednesday. Weber State transfer McKay Cannon declared immediately eligible that afternoon, then goes out and plays 20 really meaningful and good minutes in helping BYU whip up on the Wolverines. He went from
1: someone I was just barely aware of to being someone <laughs> I just absolutely love. I mean, there was he played so well, and I love everything about him. His toughness, his experience, the way he handles the ball, uh, and just his confidence, and the other players seem to have confidence in him. Everything about him I like. Now, it's probably going to be a process for him, but it gives you depth. And uh, I, I just was so thrilled. It's such a great story. And for him to come play like that on his first game,
2: that was a lot of fun to watch. And as Dave said, with the exception of Luke Worthington, the Kate has probably got the most experience of anybody in yeah. this building on this BYU yeah, it roster. Showed. He played with a lot of confidence and did a lot of great things. All right, break time. When we come back to the Spectrum, my pregame conversation with Utah State head coach Tim Durye as the Cougar Tip-Off show continues on the new skin, BYU Sports Network.
0: This is the Cougar tip-off show. Raise
2: it up. No. The tip. No. The follow. Yes. Let's head back live to courtside. All right, so BYU and USU coming up top of the hour. Aggies looking to snap the Cougars' five-game win streak in this series. Utah State head coach Tim Duryea has had to play lineup roulette this season. Last year's Mountain West Freshman of the Year. Kobe McEwen has missed four of eight games, but he will play tonight. That's the plan. Julian Perry hasn't played at all this season. The plan is to play him tonight. Starter Diogo Brito is day-to-day. He may play. Returner Norbert Janicek is out for the season. Freshman Brock Millers out another one to two months. I spoke with Coach Duryea about his team's run of bad injury a lot when we talked a short time ago.
6: Man, I'll tell you what. We have uh, really been through the ringer. We have we have had more injuries than you ever you know, even could imagine thinking, OK, worst case scenario, this guy might go down or that guy might go down. But to have, you know, three or four of your top guards out at once or any three of those four out at once for an extended period of time uh, to lose your center before the season even starts to season ending knee injury. It's just been, uh, you know, something that you never fathom. And like you say, you know, injuries are part of sports. And and really, the bottom line is nobody cares. Really, I mean, you know, you you suit up, you play the next game with who you have, and that's all you can do. But as a coach, uh, it's something that uh, to this level that not even you can fathom.
2: The Mountain West Freshman of the Year, Kobe McEwen, has kind of been in and out in your first eight games, and hopefully, he's back in tonight.
6: Yeah, we're we're gonna try with Kobe. Uh, You know, we tried in Nashville against Northeastern and. I think he played at probably about 60% of his capability and gutted out some minutes and really helped us. But uh, the soreness was just too much, and so we tried to give him some more days. and Would have loved to have him at Valpo, would have loved to have him at Portland State with the style of game that was. But uh, we're going to try tonight, and um, hopefully we can get through a game and, and he can be at you know, 80% plus uh, capacity. There's no way he's 100%, but uh, we're going to give it a go.
2: You love seniors on the floor, and uh, Julian Perry may get his first time of the season
6: tonight, hopefully. Yeah, Julian is is definitely going to play, and and we've missed him a lot. Obviously, as you say, seniors are irreplaceable. Uh, he's a guy that's played a lot all four years he's been here uh, and done a good job for us. And so hopefully he'll be a you know a steadying influence for us, give us another weapon, uh, another guy that's you know good with the ball in his hands, and uh, that that can be uh, valuable against BYU with the way they're defending and and how many good guards they play. You've got to have guards to match up.
2: I'm sure you expected the the Merrill-McEwen tandem to be the go-to duo in the backcourt. And as mentioned, Kobe's kind of been in and out. But Sam has been really reliable, dependable for you from the get-go.
6: Sam has been a stud. He he has put our basketball team on his back. And, you know, with a five-game road trip we had, he was, uh, you know, Mr. Reliable. He he picked up the scoring load. He knew Kobe was out, needed to do that. And I, I thought Sam just uh, quitted himself really well in all areas. He He always does a great job defensively. He's a very good passer, has a high basketball IQ but I was really impressed with the way that he took the challenge that we needed in scoring and uh, really got aggressive, and and that's what we need from Sam Merrill.
2: You've played eight games, only two in your own building. Not every team goes about it that way. You, I, th- I think you hope. Have toughened your team by being away from home as often as you have been.
6: That was a little bit of the, you know, the road trip kind of came together through a, uh, a multitude of events. We we did not set out to plan for a five game road trip, but it just kind of happened that way with scheduling quirks. We we did use it with our team. Hey, we need to toughen up on the road a little bit, and this will give us a chance to do that. And I think we are a better basketball team now than when we left on the road. Obviously, we're not quite the team we would like to be tonight, just because of all the injuries. We're you know we don't have a road rotation settled uh you know it's it's a hard thing for a guy like julian to come in in this game his first game of the year first experience of the year to be in this game where everything's just you know hyper fast and and the atmosphere is a little bit nuts pretty charged and and you know when guys are playing less than 100 percent, when you're playing a team like byu that's that's not the ideal situation to be in but that is our situation and we'll make the best of it
2: well, like you, BYU's been away from home more than they've been at home in the first seven games. Uh, what do you think of the Cougars who come in at 5-2? and two?
6: You know, I watched uh, the BYU Utah Valley game, and I thought it was the best overall team performance that I've seen personally all year in college basketball. Mm-hmm. I thought that was a forty-minute clinic on both ends of the floor, uh, aggressive, tough, together—characteristics that you like to see as a coach when you're watching your team, and you like to see other teams display. Just not when you're about to play them. Uh, mm-hmm. But but uh, Utah Valley was phenomenal offensively uh, with the way the ball moved, and and you know I think that they they have a chemistry it feels like that maybe has been missing a little bit and I, I tell you all you need to know about dave rose is watch that team the other night in a hostile environment the way he had his team ready to play the way he's got feels like the culture uh in his locker room is really really solid and you know he's he's a heck of a basketball coach obviously and i thought they were tremendously impressive
2: finally coach uh whether here provo salt lake city uh, these games are always special
6: yeah, they are. You know, you, you, I was asked earlier, did you know about this rivalry? And, yeah, you know, the Utah and state schools play each other, but there's no way to really know, you know, how much it means to people and how excited people get about the, these, this series. And, you know, I give both schools credit. We've kept the series going with each other when other schools have, have dropped out of series and picked up series. And Those wanted to lead our plays. Oh, yeah, wanted to change the terms of series. And, you know, BYU and Utah State, the administration, the coaches have just forged ahead and continued to play, and uh, I give credit to, to both schools because it means a lot, I know, to our fan base. I'm sure it's an entertaining game for your fan base as well, and uh, I think that's what college athletics is all about. So I give, I give both schools and programs a lot of credit. We look forward to it tonight. Tim, as always, thanks for your time. Okay, thanks, Craig.
2: All right, that is Utah State head coach Tim Durier. Town now for our Be The Judge feature sponsored by Legally Mine. Legally Mine equals asset protection. Go to LegallyMineUSA.com to learn what you can do to stop lawsuits dead in their tracks. More BYU basketball trivia for you tonight. Yoli Childs is averaging 2.9 block shots per game this season. In his short BYU career, he's averaging 1.65 blocks per game. Who are the only two BYU players with a higher blocks per game career average? The answer next, as the Cougar Top Tip Off Show continues on the New Skin BYU Sports Network.
0: Welcome back to the Cougar Tip Off Show.
2: we will drive it. to, to Yoli Yoli with the thump and another end one opportunity. Let's rejoin Greg Rubel at courtside. BYU and USU coming up. First up, the answer in tonight's Be the Judge trivia question brought to you by Legally Mind. Yoli Child's averaging 2.9 blocks per game this season. In his short BYU career, he's averaging 1.65 blocks per game. Who are the only two BYU players with a higher blocks per game career average? Mark, what do you think?
1: Sean Bradley's a, a no-brainer. Right? Should I go
2: recent or way back? Way back. John Fairchild. And not that far back. Uh the great one uh, your brother great oh Greg Kite Greg Kite there you go Sean Bradley and Greg Kite closing segment of the Cougar Tip-Off show next on the new skin BYU Sports Network
0: the Cougar Tip-Off show rolls off pass Selyas
2: three got it Zach Selyas makes it a one point game let's head back live to courtside And let's pause 10 seconds for station identification on the new skin, BYU Sports Network.
4: KBYU FM, HD2, Provo. You're listening to Cougar Sports on BYU Radio.
2: Time now for the Timpanogos Regional Hospital Injury Report. The Timpanogos Regional Hospital Emergency Room is prepared to treat injuries of all kinds close to home. Just text ER.